Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Which raccoon you rock with the most? Alexander the Great Magician, prominent member of the Shadow Wizard Money Gang. Joel has a gambling addiction. Rocket, professional drunk driver. Luna, rocket without the driving. Bubbles, master of violence. Harold, master of drip. morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, June 6th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, back from covering the NBA Finals in Denver, is Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. And here we are, the bearded one, Trey Kirby. He is in Miami for games three and four later this week, so make sure you stay up. To date, with all of the content him and Jerome are pumping out across the social media channels, we're talking YouTube shorts, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Do we put things to Facebook anymore? No one's even sure. <laughs> That's such a good feeling we don't. <laughs> I think it automatically goes oh, there. Oh, it does, I from the so. IG. <laughs> but no one goes to Facebook. So if you do, uh, cool, but uh, we're not actively over there commenting with people. But yes, uh, TK is on the road, and we're going to talk to Tass a little bit later in this podcast, obviously, about your trip. Yeah, you guys Denver. did a great job here holding it down. We tried, we tried. That yeah, was great. Looked like you had some fun, though. Absolutely. Denver was great. Yeah, you said you just love the people. <laughs> you kept saying that on playback. That's nice to hear. Damn, they're nice. <laughs> and it's they're not, all high. And no, not, not at all. They're just super nice. It's not like fake Toronto nice. I mean, people in Toronto are great. <laughs> yeah. But it's like you think, oh, Canadian hospitality. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. Toronto, big city, and you know, everybody's a little. Uh, every, it's like you head down, let's do our thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like smaller town. It's like going to Moose Jaw. Saskatoon, <laughs> not quite, but a bigger city. Okay, it's super. I believe you. Super nice. It is on my bucket list of uh, American cities I want to visit for sure. To get it's up good, into Denver, it's a good move. See how I deal with the altitude. You said you had no problems until the mountain biking. Oh, we get to it. Yeah, later, yeah, we'll, we'll get to a little bit later. But I can see what happened to the heat. Like everybody was saying, it takes, it takes one to three days. Yeah. It's legitimate. Okay, not not that I. I am not the example of why it's legitimate, but I guess it's true. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love to see that. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe, comment away, and go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Yeah, we will get into the Denver report, and uh, we got to hear your like takeaways from games one and two uh, of the final so far, and game three coming up on Wednesday night. But here I was thinking we were going to have a pretty chill day here in the classic factory you know there's a bit of a gap between games two and three not a lot going on oh we'd have to get creative come up with a segment maybe hit the beach answer a few questions and no 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 yesterday according to shams our guy at the athletic maverick star kyrie irving has reached out to his former teammate lebron james in an attempt to see if that lakers legend would come to dallas Now, Bleacher reports Chris Haynes, he went one step further. He wrote that the Mavs were preparing to make an offer for LeBron last season when the Lakers were spiraling. Or, I mean, really, this season, you know what I mean. L.A., though, made a string of trades near the deadline, changed the trajectory of their season, got them all the way to the conference finals. So, yeah, Kyrie decided to say, nah, you're not having a quiet day. Mm. We're going to make some news for you. There are a lot of questions right. that spin off of this. I guess the first one, could the Mavericks actually pull off a LeBron trade? Do you believe this is realistic at all? Like what percentage Oof. would you put it at? <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's about 2%. Okay, I, I, like that might be high, but yeah. Yeah, it might be a little high. I mean, I started at 1%. I guess there is the small possibility that the Mavs, re- I'm sorry, that the Lakers would really, really, really want to rebuild and the two first-round picks that the Mavs have to offer, the 
number 10 pick here and a 2027 unprotected pick could be a bit of a starter. That's why I bumped it from 0.0022 over the last while that I've thought about it. But you said it's a Kyrie call to Shams. Sure feels like it. Well, there's there's a possibility that it's also a LeBron call to Kyrie and them both having this conversation because I think it could benefit both as a leverage play. Okay, go because on. Because Le- LeBron came off the floor after he was swept by the Denver Nuggets and said, I might retire. Uh, th- and that automatically puts a little bit more pressure on Palenka, and I think this could be another step. This just could be another step that, hey, Kyrie, I'm going to give you a call. Let- let's have this conversation. You put it out there. You tell Shams that... You want me in Dallas. Okay. That benefits you. It makes it look like you want to stay there and sign for the max. Yes. And it benefits me because I put more pre- pressure on the front office. Because I do think this is a hand-in-hand kind of deal here. Now, is But I, what's the end game? To get Kyrie to L.A.? I, that would be fantastic. Or just upgrading the roster. I don't think it's necessarily 100% Kyrie to L.A., but just to get the team better around him, to go for a freaking championship. Mm-hmm. This, this is LeBron's last chance. LeBron is a very, 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 very good player. He's turning 39 in December. Mm-hmm. He's trying to le- he's pulling all the levers, I, I think. I think I think it goes hand in hand. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I guess I can squint and see what you're saying. I mean, the but, part but, of getting Kyrie to L.A. to pair with him and A.D., yeah, I don't think LeBron necessarily needs to, like, call up Kyrie and say, hey, man, leak this to Shams and Haynes to benefit me to put pressure on the Lakers. I mean, I, I don't. Well, well, why do you want to go into next year with the same team if you're LeBron? You're not winning. It just showed. I mean, you need another move. You need yeah, another move. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they. LeBron clearly wants Austin Reeves there. I think that he, he has made it clear that he wants, he wants to upgrade the roster. So, any way possible. I, I just... LeBron's LeBron's a brilliant mind. I think that's part of it. Because if it's just from the Kyrie side to get him to, yeah, maybe he called. And maybe he called Shams to tell him. Tell, uh, well, hold on, hold on. Somebody told, somebody leaked this information. Is it Kyrie and his team? Is it LeBron and his team? Is it them together? Is it uh, someone else? Because Shams and Chris Haynes release oh, yeah. it at the exact same Absolutely. time. So it's obviously presented to these guys. Yes. Hundred percent. No, it's real. Yeah, I hundred percent believe the the Shams point of view. I saw Shams in Denver. We had a great handshake. Nice. Always a great bro handshake uh, with Shams. He didn't tell me about this rumor whatsoever. No. no. Um, but yeah, I do think this is entirely you know, real. But do you think that it's possible that LeBron James could be wearing a Mavs jersey? No. The package, I don't. The package I mean, is what not good. would they even trade? Like, try and talk yourself into anything the Mavericks could offer in a LeBron trade. It's probably starting with Tim Hardaway Jr. and his contract, Davis Bertans and his contract, maybe Christian Wood in a sign and trade, young players and Hardy, Josh Green, and then these picks that you said that aren't even all that amazing. We're talking about the 10th pick in this year's draft yeah. and then a future. <laughs> like, I mean, I know he's turning 39. It is still LeBron James here. That doesn't sound all that interesting to me. Like, why would the Lakers do that? Yeah, why would the and Lakers do that? And then the whole part that? of this is like... Because he's still a great player. He's yeah, still getting two good years right, at least. Right, 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 right. And then there is this sort of... I feel like it's a bit of an insane theory floating around that LeBron could orchestrate a buyout mm-hmm. and try and get his way to Dallas that way. He has one year, uh, $46.9 million left on his contract, also holds a $50.6 million player option for the 24-25 season. So there's uh, you could get crazy that way. But that would be taking an insane pay cut to, again, try and get himself to Dallas. And why would he want to go there? They didn't even make the play-in. <laughs> here's the whole other part of this. What's Do you a, think a team, LeBron, Kyrie, and Luka, with basically nothing else because of the new CBA coming in, so that's going to be very difficult? Like, Is that like a championship team to you? I don't think so. It depends what they have around them. They still need more players. Yeah. So, no. But you mentioned a couple things there. The buyout part where Dallas still would have to have that number, LeBron's Mm 46.9, next year on their salary cap. Mm -hmm. So, it's not just... Oh, he buys. He gets bought out for you know some nominal fee, like a a million dollars, and you just throw him in there like he's a vet minimum. (laughs) Right. 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 Like it has to work on the books. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's that part of it. I yeah. I just it's. I, it's unlikely. I, I started with that 2% number. I take it back. I mean, it really doesn't make sense. I think 
the draft picks is where it's most interesting to the Lakers if they want to rebuild. It's highly unlikely. It's just the purple and gold. Do you see them ever trying to like, rebuild when you do have Anthony Davis on the roster? I mean, it would mean like tearing it down. And, you can, and I take the 2% back because you can probably get better draft picks out there. Right. Like you said, number 10 pick right now, an unconditional 2027 first-round pick, I guess, would be the big part of it. They're just lucky, uh, and it's probably all planned, that they're doing this here where there's two off days in between games two and three where we can talk about it, mm-hmm. and everybody's talking about it yeah. because we got a little break here. It's, it's just – it doesn't make sense. Why would LeBron also want to leave L.A.? I mean, if he's got it set up pretty nice yeah. right now with Bronny obviously playing, what, two and a half miles away from where he plays. Mm-hmm. You could, in theory, watch all his games at USC. Now I know you could take a, a private jet if you were in Dallas or any other city for that matter and fly home and see him play and all that, but he's got it set up pretty nice. Obviously, the contract, the team that did go to the conference finals after making nice moves, Palenka did moves at the deadline to help his team. Yep. Um, yeah, that's the part I don't really understand, too. I totally hear you. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. He would still probably keep his base if this if this happened. Yeah. You know, he'd still keep the home in L.A. But he would miss out on a lot of things, even if this was a, a one-year, two-year him flying back and forth mm-hmm. all the time. So, yeah, it, it, it seems more likely as we get into this that it would be Kyrie going to L.A. somehow. Right, right. And so then why why this leak? How does that help his chances? Is it the idea of, you know, yeah, get that max contract by all reports? And I guess he's coming out now and saying, uh, you know, I just want, I am staying in Dallas. I think Mark Stein actually is reporting that, you know, the plan is to still sign uh, a max or at least very close to a max deal to to stay in Dallas. And that he's, uh, for whatever reason, a week after Kyrie said, hey, all you fans, stop listening to the media. Stop <laughs> listening to what they're saying about me. He said this on IG Live on May 24th. Quote, I'm a free agent this summer, but I'm in no rush to make a decision. When these media personalities speak on my name, they're talking about potential teams that I'm going to. Can you all please, respectfully, I'm asking you, stop paying attention to that. <laughs> and then, you know, a week plus later, <laughs> it feels like uh, maybe telling some of these media personalities, go ahead and speak on my name. But make sure it's clear that I ain't leaving Dallas. I'm getting LeBron to come here because I want that reunion. Because that is no secret that these two want to team up. They, you know, LeBron said as much around the deadline when there was possibilities of L.A. being the, the trade partner for the Nets to oh, get yeah. Kyrie. Even in the preseason of you know, last summer. Right. That was clear. He wanted him there. And I think they both know. And that's why I think it could be from both sides that what they have – and their respective rosters isn't enough. We just saw it with LA. I mean, you you need, and, and it's especially true with Dallas. You need another big piece. So, is this Kyrie's way of trying to get somebody to Dallas, or just trying to get the heck out after he gets his max deal? Because he wants that. Because yes. that's when that's when he initiated his out from Brooklyn when they didn't offer him that max extension. He said, "All right, I'm done." Uh, he played for a while after the suspension. He thought he earned the max extension. It, he, it didn't happen, so he told Sean Marks, I'm done. He wants that max deal. And so the only place he's going to get that is in Dallas. Right, because he is an unrestricted free agent. The Lakers could open up cap space, decent cap space, but not max-type money cap space, to just sign Kyrie Irving. He could go and play with LeBron in L.A. is what I'm getting at, mm-hmm. if he wants to take a discount. Mm-hmm. If he really wants to play with his buddy LeBron, and they've mended those fences from way back in the day when he was the little brother <laughs> and then uh, obviously went on his own way. Yeah. He could, but if he wants that max deal, maybe if we want to like talk this out, the play here is he obviously wants to sign a max with the Dallas Mavericks. And by leaking this information and saying, I'm trying to get LeBron to come to Dallas, that then LeBron gets to turn around to, let's say, Palenka to Genie to the Lakers front office and say, well, what? hold on, I'm not going to Dallas. Let's just get his ass here. Mm-hmm. Operate a sign-and-trade. Let's go. Go trade for Kyrie. Then it's me, it's Kyrie, it's AD. Some pieces, we'll go win you another chip. I mean, maybe that's the play here. I don't know. Maybe this is just Kyrie talking out of his ass and just <laughs> saying, you know what would be great? Hey, playing with my buddy LeBron. Can we do that? <laughs> then suddenly Draymond Green's in photoshops. He's going to be there too, and like everybody's going to be there. And so if Kyrie signs, let's let's just keep going with this facetious 
idea. Okay. So if like Kyrie signs in Dallas for the max deal and LA thinks, okay, uh, all right, let's get him. What are the pieces that they have to send back <laughs> right. to Dallas? Right. Well, that's so, the problem here. So Austin Reeves would have to be signed. Sure. Okay. And be a part of that. That would be probably be the biggest piece. They still have a first round pick yep. that, that they could deal. Those are the two biggest pieces. I guess he signed Rui and that's the part of it as well. So the Mavs basically, you know, they gave up what they had to give up to Brooklyn yep. and, and the Spencer and Dorian Finney-Smith plus a first-round pick. And then they turn around and maybe make that Reeves and Rui and another first-round pick. Kind what of does that say it. to Luka? Yeah. It's not great not, GM it's not thing, great. I would say. No. Uh, not that it went well when Kyrie came there. Obviously finished, what, 5-11. and 11. But there's, a higher, there's still a higher ceiling with Kyrie, I would say. Right, right, right. Than Austin Reeves and Rui. Good players. Yes. But not a superstar player. So... I, yeah, maybe he was just talking. Uh, maybe it's a leverage play from LeBron, I think, as, as well. I think that's fair to say. I guess the other crazy angle is Kyrie could sign for basically nothing to go play with LeBron. Yeah. Like, a, like a very, very small deal. You know, if you want to go and and think, you know, maybe Kyrie's not not long for this league like he'll play another few years and then be done if you want to go that angle like he's just not going to play forever but he wants a max deal I, I think so so I think you can kind of throw that idea out like he's going to go Ricky Williams here and say another year and I'm done or, or something to that mm-hmm. effect like he wants that max money and the way the salary caps work it's just very unlikely yeah well that would be really strange if suddenly after this news leaks, Kyrie saying, hey, I'm, I'm a max guy here in Dallas. I'm going to try and get LeBron here to then suddenly turn around <laughs> and go, you know what? I'm taking a super discount and just go to L.A. I mean, that's maximum chaos. That's what this guy likes. Yeah. There are no logics. No. There's no logic left. No. Well, okay. The, the, the logics are gone. I'm pluralizing it. There, there's nothing off the table. Anymore when it comes to to Kyrie and this whole scenario. Let's ask this cue from the Lakers side of things. Do you even think they should want Kyrie Irving? I think so. Team? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Are you serious? <laughs> I have to run That's, through. Why not? They have a. If you want a clown show, a reality show, I guess. They just they showed that with LeBron, they can't win right now. <laughs> Well, they, well, first off, they went pretty far. They were one of the four remaining teams at the yeah, end, so yeah. not bad. It's not bad. Uh, it's not a championship. But, but we've seen a couple times now, especially when Kyrie... I, okay, I guess you could say, well, hey, when he was with LeBron, it worked. True. Uh, they won a chip. But, yeah, all of the reasons, and I'm not even going to sit here and go through them all. Obviously, what he did with the Celtics organization. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. convincing Kevin Durant to come join him in Brooklyn. That doesn't last all that long, go all that well. Uh, and then even in Dallas, he played well. I'll give him that, but they obviously struggled. Uh, it's not like they were winning a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And all of the other reasons, that you know, all the other uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, baggage, headlines, whatever, that comes with him. That's the reason why not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> so. But things uh, seem to be a little bit more streamlined, a little less chaotic when LeBron is heading the locker room. Yes, yeah. So, And maybe LeBron's thinking as a producer here, because a lot of people think that whole, hey, I might be retiring comment at the end of the Western Conference Finals was just for his show that he's filming. Mm. Hey, bring Kyrie in. It's like bringing in a crazy, zany character. <laughs> it's like, this would be great. This would be great for the documentary. <laughs> be, you'll be able to show a lot of footage of them, them back in the Cleveland days, how they've changed, there's growth. That's smart. So maybe he's looking at it that way. He's EPing this thing. Yeah, totally. I could see that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's pulling all the levers. Yeah, I think I think LeBron is making the calls here as well. Sure, it could just be Kyrie just off the cuff. He ends his IG live. Okay, end recording. Are you sure you want to end this recording? Yes. And then he calls somebody and says, <laughs> Hey, Sean. Oh, hey, yeah. Chris. Oh, yeah. You know what I just said? I don't like that. Uh, I want a max deal. So let me throw that out there. I'm already recruiting. People want to come here. Right, right, right. So that's his his play. But that's his I, leverage play a yeah, little bit? Yeah, but maybe him and LeBron are in cahoots because I do think this is a bit of a leverage play for for Braun as well, that he just needs to keep pushing on Palenka to hopefully get Kyrie there. But the Mavs and the Lakers, it, it's risky. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I, I quickly say, yeah, why wouldn't the Lakers want him there? Well, part of it is 
they showed that they weren't good enough. And yeah, maybe maybe Austin Reeves grows a little bit if they sign him and, and all that. But Kyrie's a quicker way, and he is he is a great <laughs> he is a great 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 player. Okay, so you know, call your shot here. How does this play out? Does anything happen at all? Is Kyrie signing the max? He's at the you know with Luca at the start of next season. LeBron's in L.A. Or or is there Kyrie in L.A., somehow LeBron making his way to Dallas, someone else? What do you think? I'd love for there to be chaos. I'd love for LeBron's show to take another step, <laughs> to go to the next level, but it's unlikely. Cube's just traded for Kyrie, as you said. It would really destabilize the relationship with Luka to trade Kyrie. It just wouldn't be a good look. Right. Wouldn't make Luka feel all that great. So I think you just... You just signed that contract with Kyrie when they made the trade for him. They knew that this was... You think it was a bit this, of a handshake deal? Well, well, I mean, maybe it was a bit of a trial run, see how he would behave. Yeah. The, Ma- the Mavs are backs are against the wall. They have nothing left to trade, as we're talking about here. They have to sign Kyrie. Mm-hmm. When they made that deal, it wasn't just a rental. And uh, yeah, now they have the, the 10th pick after their little tank at the end of the season <laughs> and here we are so as far as the lakers go yeah it's just unlikely yeah I, we, we've talked about it i've gone from two percent likelihood to not much so they would even why would they trade LeBron? what's so funny about this like this headline and us breaking it down here for obviously 20 minutes it's like you you have to catch yourself and remember the mavericks weren't in the play in tournament and it was the lakers that obviously went pretty far in the playoffs where it feels like this is the reverse, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like as if the Mavs of two years ago were in the conference finals and they're going, hey, LeBron, look at the team here. You come here, one more chance at another ring. But it's like the better chances in L.A. for LeBron is what I get back to when I started this idea of like, let's say it even happened. LeBron, Luka, and Kyrie, do we really think that's a title contender right away? I There's like zero rim protection. The yeah. defense is a huge question mark. Offense, sure, but... Yeah. You know, we've seen we've seen that not work already in Brooklyn. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you have Anthony Davis beside you, who is right a, a, a different kind of player rather than three ball handlers. But it still, would be good. I mean, they did it like you said seven years ago. It was uh, LeBron and Kyrie right. ma- made it happen. They did have some shooters and grinders around yes, them. Yes, yes. So it was a little different, and LeBron was a little bit younger, uh, but. Cubes does it in a heartbeat if he can. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Shark yeah. Tank, baby. Yeah, right. Make me a deal. Uh, well, let's hear from you guys out there. What do you think about all of this Kyrie and LeBron reunion? Is it in Dallas? Is this a play for somehow Kyrie to get to L.A.? Is this LeBron thinking something else? Is he just producing his show? Where does Draymond Green fit into all of this? Uh, let us know. A little bit of other news here. Uh, off of something we talked about yesterday, it got a couple more names that are committing to Team USA. Brandon Ingram, Jaron Jackson Jr. are going to be with Team USA for the FIBA World Cup here in the summer. So just to break it down, here's who we know. Guards, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brunson, Austin Reeves. Forwards, Mikhail Bridges, Brandon Ingram, Bobby Portis. And center, just one right now, Jaron Jackson Jr. I think that's eight guys, and that would uh, that would leave four remaining spots. If these eight names are like on the team. Mm-hmm. I'm a little confused by that. Is that what this is? Like, are these eight guys going? Or is it like, see you at camp type thing and <laughs> you'll probably be on the team because you've committed? Do you know the answer? I don't. Yeah, it's I don't a it's it. a solid squad, but yeah, it, good. It, it doesn't have the superstar level players. No, there's no KD or Booker or Tatum or Dame or yeah, maybe, even, maybe even Draymond for, you know, vet defensive presence. But I think he's talked about maybe playing. Jimmy, I guess. Bam. Yeah, there's so many yeah. good ones out there. So you throw out Jaron Jackson Jr. In, in this situation. Like, guys like that, this would be an incredible team. Jaron yeah, yeah, Jackson yeah. Jr., short line. Uh, uh, when there's there's not as much room out there, he would be blocking everything defensively. So, yeah, this team looks good. But isn't it a camp? Isn't it always a camp? you got to kind of make the squad. Well, that's, yeah, I guess so. I guess so, but I'm also reading this as like these guys are sort of on the team. Because why wouldn't we know another 20 names? Right. Right? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And especially because we don't have, yeah, the breadth of like superstar players here. And 
you know, your your grinder, not your grinder types, but your like even your guys that just aren't going to make the team, mm-hmm, right, right, like like your Keldon Johnsons or, or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it does make it sound more like this is what we got for the World Cup. This is going to be the squad, and I, with I four have, spots left, yeah, yeah, not quite done. Well, they have to bring more than twelve, even right. Like, there's got to be some guys in camp. Yeah, that's that, true. Yeah, but I'm excited for the World Cup. Yeah, you know, I was thinking. Uh... Yesterday, and I checked to make sure I was right. Sort of weird. Steph Curry's never played on a gold medal Team USA. Olympics. I should say Olympics. He played on a couple earlier in his career, uh, FIBA World Cups. He won gold. 2010 and 14, I think. Um, but never never played on a Team USA. Part of that was injury. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is weird. <laughs> That's just going to be a strange thing that he doesn't have. Maybe he will in, uh, where are we playing next? Paris? Mm. Maybe he will be on a team. But, I don't know. It's just funny to me. Because all these other guys of, like, the greatest of all time, they have one, if not way more than one, uh-huh. gold medals from the Olympics. But, yeah, he doesn't. Strange. Uh, filling it out with those names that I said, like Ant, Halliburton, Brunson, Reeves, Bridges, Ingram, Portis, and then Triple J. Like, what, need another center? You think they could use a star or two, at least the guy <laughs> yeah. that's been on this squad before? Like, it would be nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... I just am a little puzzled why there isn't a superstar committed. Well, maybe they're still playing in the finals. Two of them, particularly, and Bam and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bam will be on this team. Feels like, Bam, and I do Bam remember reports of Draymond flirting with the idea of playing. And I guess there is the possibility of just, as you said, sort of about Steph taking this year off because it has, uh, it, it's back-to-back years and playing next year. In the Olympics. Oh, yeah, right. It's next year, the Olympics? Aren't they? 2024? Things got jumbled up. Holy crap. Is that right? Yeah, I think you are right. <laughs> Things got jumbled because of uh, COVID. Things what the got heck were the last back. Olympics, Summer Olympics? Why am I drawing a blank? It was Rio. It was in Asia, was it not? It was. Oh, uh, was it? Rio was 16? Yeah. And then. <laughs> it, it was the really. The really... Is that right? This... I'll look it up. <laughs> now it's driving me nuts. Uh, Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. I was going to say. Because they kept calling it, it was, they they continuously called it the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, even though they played in 2021. Right? Oh, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pushed it back. Yeah. That's why we're all confused. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we'll see uh, who gets those four remaining spots. And if those eight names that I listed are even like, are they on the team? Are they locked? Like, is Austin Reeves going uh, to to the Philippines to play in the FIBA World Cup. We're we're not sure. Yeah, and the World Cup back. It's Japan, Indonesia, and the Philippines. That's true. I say all three. I guess maybe Team USA is in the oh, Philippines. Is it? I think that's where they're stationed for the first part. JIP. Yeah, that's right. When you want to remember it, it's easy, it's easy to remember <laughs> that way. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, some NBA Finals talk. Don't you worry, Michael Malone. Okay, <laughs> uh, we'll get into Tass's takeaways from the series so far and get the Denver report. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, if you're joining us live on YouTube, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. If you're a podcast listener, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Helps others find the show. As I said off the top, Tassie just got back from Denver where you were covering games one and two of the NBA Finals. So we haven't had a chance to like get your real takeaways from the heat nuggets so far when we get into the actual x's and o's and what's happened through two games with this series tied at one game apiece what do you got with the big takeaways well yeah i've had an itch that i couldn't scratch really because i didn't really get the uh, chance to talk about the games 
just joining you guys on playback during the games from the seats there. And I think you have to start through the first two games just talking about how great the Heat are, how incredible the Heat are, because in that arena and in the city of Denver, there was a, a feeling starting to bubble, and myself included, that this Mav, or this Mavs team, this Nuggets team, uh, was unbeatable in a way. Mm-hmm. And that was starting to permeate in the media there. They were writing things like, plan the parade route, um, but the Heat are phenomenal. And I don't think the Nuggets disrespected the Heat by any means. No. They're all business. But I think a guy like Michael Porter Jr. may have been starting to like the smell of his own stuff there. And, and going from game one where he was the story and he was an incredible defensive player, played the most minutes of his entire season because he was so good and because the Heat started small, it made more sense. I mean, he had a lousy game two just trying to overshoot and also defensively. Yeah. And that, that's where the he Heat... He was lost. He was. The Heat made him pay. Uh, and Spolster did a great job of getting his guys like Struess, uh, who MPJ had a, a big responsibility on, uh, getting him loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and the Heat just... So I said I was going to start talking about the Heat, and then I started talking about the Nuggets. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Heat just didn't stop, baby. Uh, that, that was incredible. Okay, we all knew... People thought the Heat's Cinderella run was over. They were going to turn yeah. back into a pumpkin. And a part of it because they were playing in the Nuggets, yeah. who looked like they had just run through the Western Conference, just swept LeBron and the Lakers, had never lost at home. Hadn't lost at home. I mean, had the best player in the series. Still do. Yeah, and that was a big reason why, like, oh, this is this team. You're right. People were like, forget, like, this team might win the title. It was like, oh, we might have a new dynasty on our hands with uh, Jokic and Murray and those two. And, hey, we still might. It's 1-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the Heat reminded us, Spo and that squad, like, oh, slow yeah. down. <laughs> no, we do this every series so far where you count us out before it's even started or if we're trailing and uh, and we're going to put up a fight. And they were, yeah, they were awesome in game two. They were awesome. And we knew coming out they would be great. Okay, sure. First quarter run. Of course that's going to happen. So they're up 10-2. Mm-hmm. And then the, the threes rain down in the second quarter and it looks like the Nuggets have control after that crazy, crazy, crazy start to the second quarter. I was sitting beside people in press row just doing the math. Like how many points have they scored here to start the second quarter? But then the Heat show how tough they are. The third quarter run where they had 13 points at the beginning of that quarter in the first three minutes. So it's got even closer. Okay, so so you had a, a punch from one side, punch from the other, punch from back from the Heat, and then the last punch was really Duncan Robinson and that yeah. fourth quarter run, thirteen points in what two plus minutes to start the fourth quarter. So this team that people don't think can score, uh, yeah, put Porter and KCP, who I, I lump in with Porter having a bad game because it's weird to see KCP foul out. And fouling three point shooters. Yeah. So those, that was bad. Mistakes. A lot of bad defensive possessions to start the game, just leaving Strews open a couple times. So got him going after his horrible game one, four threes for him in the first quarter. They start to get life, the love move where they just started playing faster, even because outlet passes were happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were, they were just incredibly smart. I just can't wait to see if the Nuggets get their, get their guys back playing properly. And, and I imagine they will. Because Jamal Murray got up before the first game in this series and said, the two teams left here have the best chemistry. Mm. And it feels that way. Mm-hmm. And But it feels like the Nuggets lost their chemistry just a touch because it seemed like they were invincible at home. And to see their first loss at home sitting there, everybody was a little befuddled to see them allow these open shooters. And, and it was smart again for Swolstra to get so much action with these guys. Is it anything that KCP and Michael Porter Jr. missed their post-game media obligations after game two? Probably not. Like, I don't think this team is, is falling apart. Apparently, the NBA okayed it in both situations. There was – they have to go through some sort of protocol. So, yeah. not, so I don't think Michael Porter Jr. just walked away and said, F this, I'm pissed. I, I think they will be back. But the Heat, 17 for 35 from three in the second game, could have been even worse. There was open looks that they missed. Yeah. And so they got to feel – they've got to feel incredible. Like, the Heat scoring seven straight – on seven straight possessions to start the fourth. I know nobody wants to just narrative say the Heat score points, but like the numbers say they score a lot of points. Especially <laughs> in the postseason, yeah, for yeah, sure. When you had the three-point shooting. Did the arena think the Nuggets were going up 2-0 and maybe walking towards their first championship when they had that compost crew run there in the second quarter? I think so. And the place like was going nuts, and the lead built to 15, and it felt like they were going to win the game. People on playback were... 
saying it was a wrap. Did the I, I guess yeah. so. I guess so. Uh, yeah, and I think maybe the players did to some degree. I know they kept playing, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think everybody thought that. Okay. We saw what happened in game one. It just seemed like they had too much talent, so they were able to fend off every single run, and it seemed like they did it again. Mm-hmm. First quarter run, second quarter, boom. Uh, it's Yeah. I, uh, and Jokic it, was on the bench for a yeah. good portion of that. And I, I did want to want to ask you about a Jokic angle that the press has been talking about. Jokic, everybody's starting to realize how great he is throughout the, the NBA media world, throughout the NBA world that, that wasn't watching Denver Nuggets. Yeah, games, sports okay? world maybe. So if they were to do it in four or five, I still don't think Jokic – because he didn't have to go any th- through any trials and tribulations through the series, would get enough of the notoriety. I think it had to go a little bit longer. That's what we were talking about up there. There there would be a quick dismissal like from casual fans if Jokic was to able, able to do it in four or five. Okay. They would just say, oh, this Heat team was an 8 seed. They just they weren't good enough to get there. I think this actually helps if, they, if the Nuggets can pull it out. The, the Jokic... The Jokic story the the Jokic uh you know the superstar arc I guess um I I think it helps I think there's just more written about it I think the Heat are considered a little bit more legitimate because they do it I think if there if he was to sweep even if it was you know four or five let's say even if it was easier I don't think it's as good for his his storyline because you think this is actually better as long as Jokic and the Nuggets going to win if it's a longer series a six or seven type series and a fight a battle yeah, I think it's better for his his arc. I think it would like we've I seen. I can see why you're saying that because if they had swept, let's say, yeah. or even five, if they had won in, or could win in five, that could still happen. Yes, uh, the Nuggets would have what a sixteen and four record in the postseason. That's mm-hmm. damn good. That's great. Like that's really good. Uh, but you think it gets overlooked maybe because of all the seedings the teams they played and whatnot? Well, part of that. Uh, the finals, especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are where we are. If if you if you you don't think Jokic is a superstar player, I mean, you just you're just never going to think that. But right. I think, but right. I think, but I think if the Heat were to extend it, yeah, to six or to seven, and the Nuggets were to still win, yeah, I think that would help. Mm-hmm. I, we've seen sweeps in the past where it's it doesn't get enough like coverage outside the basketball world this would help this would help just be, make him become more of a household name if he if they were to get to six okay. to six games yeah because it would the people would just dismiss the heat part of course you know he's played a bunch of superstars he just he just knocked off lebron ad and kd and booker yeah. uh, but it's got to happen in the finals too to register more with the the casual fan, mm. I think it would help. It, Interesting, it, it would help. So, well, look, anyway. it's good for us. We want more games. It's great. We for want us. more eyeballs. We want more storylines. We want competitive games at that. Yeah, so, just to watch a series. I mean, I was pumped when the Heat won Game Two for sure. Because, yeah, if the Nuggets had continued that second quarter wave and ran away with that game, oh boy, we'd had a long week. You know, it would have been like, can Miami take game three and make it a series and all that? <laughs> but it would have been a lot of like, we're just waiting for the inevitable of when the Nuggets win the title. How many games will it take? Is it a sweep? Will it be five? Was it? Now it's completely different. It yeah. is. And I mean, if you're still doubting the Miami Heat <laughs> to win a couple more games, I like I don't know what to tell you. Like, they they are a great team. They're the best coach team. They're going to try things. They have vets. Even putting Love in there, that helps. Obviously, Lowry, I thought, had a great fourth quarter. Uh, he makes his boneheaded mistakes from time to time, but he had a great like two ga- uh, two-man game with Bam, as I talked about yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, they could. 100%. I still think the Nuggets are going to win the series in six, but yeah, man. Go ahead. Bet on the bet against the Heat. Like You'll probably lose. You've, you've lost a lot if you've done that this postseason. Yeah. Gabe Vincent said after game two, we have a lot of experience in these close games. When it comes to the last few minutes, we're strangely comfortable. And they've they've won not going 44 anywhere. games this season when it's within five points. Exactly. 44. That is an insane amount of games that they've won. Not been in, won. Yeah, well, you can you know make uh, a story out of a bunch of things that happened in game one. You could say, you know, the, the, the Nuggets still smack the heat after not playing well themselves. You know, you can point yeah. to a bunch of stats here, and you can say, "Well, the Heat won in Game Two without Jimmy Butler really feeling all that great." 
but I do think this is a tough team for Jimmy Butler to play against, number one, just with all the height. They are outsized at every position, essentially. That's why Love goes back into the starting lineup. Um, but uh, I just think you just throw all that stupid stuff out. I mean, this Heat team is just not going away. They're just not going away on every possession. And and I don't know if it's the Nuggets just started to smell their own stuff a little bit with the way they kind of – they just didn't pay attention to everything defensively. Yeah, they were uh, undisciplined. I mean, yeah. Malone said that after the game. It's true. And so what's the reason? Is that because of – I mean, it's everything, right? It's how the Heat played, yes. changing things up and getting shots and ball movement and body movement and all that. Yes, yeah. but it might be a little bit of sort of like checking out a little bit, especially the Michael Porter Jr. of it all. And I, I, this is my only concern if you're a Nuggets fan of like you can't lose this guy. Like, I mean, Malone yeah. can't lose him, but you also can't play him if he's, if he's like off in la-la land out there. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be some tough love and – I'm sure Malone's talking to him, and I'm sure the staff is talking to him, and like, hey, man, we need you back. We need you blocking those shots. We need you locked in. Yeah. You know, don't worry. Your shot will come. Um, I mean, the guy's never going to become like, you know, Jason Kidd out there in terms of playmaking or Jokic, but we had some open guys, man. You yeah. kick it to the corner, Murray hits a three. You kick it inside. We had three nuggets. Uh, there's that one screen grab yeah. where he's like taking a fadeaway jumper, and there's like three nuggets players looking at him like you could pass it to any one of them, and you would have had a layup. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a. A genuine worry with, with Michael Porter Jr. So you had Nuggets at five? I had Nuggets at five. Would you be changing that? I should. Yeah. But you're not. I don't know. You son of a bitch. I, I This is the biggest uh, adversity, that, whatever you want to call it. Um, the, the, the biggest test here for the Nuggets, even though they were tied at 2-2 with the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and they went home and took care of business. First time they're tied on the road. So, uh, yeah, this is this is a big test. Game three. Wednesday night, we'll be on playback, uh, but we'll get to that in a second. You were in Denver for a while. Mm-hmm. We've talked to you a little bit here and there, especially on playback, about some of your highlights and a lot of the stuff you shared on social. The mountain biking being a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, did you have uh, any, uh, you know, Stories you want to share from your time in Denver? Well, I got some points here. I yeah. just want, yeah, all the fans, including Steve, who I went biking with, that were out there, that came to say what's up. Just great stuff. We had one person, his name was Julian, while Jerome and I were eating at this market, comes by and says, I'm literally listening to you guys right now. And I saw you guys, <laughs> so I had to come talk to you. That was pretty cool. At an, at the arena, I uh, saw a fan named Nick uh, who was very excited, although he spelled Jerome's last name wrong in his tweet. So how big of a fan is he? No, I'm kidding. Uh, what do you call and, him, White Dragon Roll? <laughs> no, I know his, his last name was spelled wrong. But anyway, oh. some people just don't spell all that well. And uh, uh, then we saw a fan right by the arena who saw Jerome's credential that said The Athletic. He goes, oh, I read Fred Katz, oh. the Nick's beat writer at The Athletic. He's great. And then he looked at me and said, uh... You're on TV. I said, "Yeah, yeah, you're a huge sort fan." Of. Yeah, uh, you know, no, you were on TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, he kind of he knew that we were on TV, past tense. Uh, so then he, he didn't asked, think you were Mike Vorkanoff or something like that. <laughs> nah. Who do you most look like at the Athletic? At the Athletic, I, don't know. Uh, I was I don't scrambling know. to that was come up with one. someone. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, yeah, it was fun. Shout out to the fans there, and I, I will say, just as from a, like a stand fan standpoint. Is this a basketball city? I, I think it's fair to say they have a hardcore fan base, but it's not the biggest sport. Right. But they're a sports city. They're a sports city, baby. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're an outdoorsy city. Yeah. Like, if you remember, former Sonics head coach George Carl would always say about the Sonics fan base that this team or these people like to be outdoors. They're never going to come in an <laughs> arena and cheer for our team. Denver uh, is an outdoorsy city. Build a dome. Retractable dome. Uh, yeah, and then you're outdoors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice nights in Denver. Open it up. Be M- sick. Make the seats out of grass. So it's like if you're sitting on <laughs> the grass. grass while you're watching the game. Sure. Yeah, like those uh, flip-flops now that are grass on the bottom. Yes, it's like you're walking yes. on grass. Wow, that's exciting. Uh, it's a nice feeling. But anyway. They, but the people they, you talk to outside the there's arena. There's a hardcore like fan. Hard, but yeah. but it's, it's a Broncos town first. Mm. It's a avalanche, a Colorado avalanche City second. No, is a part of that because they've been successful? Absolutely. Won some cups? Yeah. The first year cups, that they multiple? moved. Yeah. Multiple. Yeah. Three. Three. First years after they moved well, from go. Quebec. Mm, Nordiques. They won the first year in 1995, 96, oh, whatever right. it was. And then they won again, and then they won last year. So, yeah, I knew that. So uh, speaking to the DNVR guys, 
who have a podcast, who have a show there. They, uh, one of them, Brendan, said to me that they've had a generation of fans grow up be Avalanche fans as hockey fans because they yeah. all got there and won. While the Nuggets, it ain't it ain't even been close. No, uh, for, really. So, but they they definitely the, the arena was absolutely rocking. I like Jamal Murray even said, uh, you know, I, I'm starting to see J- uh, Jamal Murray jerseys out there as the series started mm. up because yeah, I think. I think this town is definitely jumping on the support, but they're not necessarily. They're a hardcore. There's a hardcore fan base, and that place was rocking. It was really, really loud. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It it was fun. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they're they need to win. You know, I think it's uh, yeah, it's it's a basketball town, but it's being led by by other teams. Is the point. arena like downtown type arena? Yeah, or do it's you have great. to like go out. No? Yeah, oh, that's absolutely good. downtown. I love that. You that gotta helps. love. So there's bars and everything around yes, there. Oh, great, yes, yes. It's fun. Um, yeah, I guess some of the other points there, like from a fan standpoint, surprising to me, the Heat fans travel. They were there. There was some, yeah. Yeah. Little pockets you could see. Yeah, there was enough. Uh, even they stayed around after the game. There was some uh, competing chants, you know, Heat in five, Heat in five. And then the Nuggets fans that hung out, you know, would, would chant back after after the game. Not a lot of people, but the fact that there's pockets of Heat's, Heat fans in there, yeah, you saw it on the broadcast. Yep. Uh, and there was, they were hanging around afterwards when Kyle Lowry was going up to the uh, ESPN set, I guess it was. It was hilarious seeing Kyle Lowry in a towel. Like, <laughs> he came out of the locker room. He had something on top, whatever it was on top, but this big, like, towel thing on the bottom it's one of those like elastic things that don't that won't fall like it's oh, not like a convenient. regular towel but it was just weird seeing kyle lowry walking in the gym uh with a towel and flip-flops and kyle, you can see his kyle ankles Towlery, as you yeah shared on social yeah that's what i was i was trying to find one <laughs> well, you found it yeah i found it it was decent but uh yeah just some quick points Jokic doesn't like doing media I think that being there and we all sort of knew that but it becomes more and more apparent when He's congratulating the staffer for ending the uh, press conference early. He's like, "Oh, good job, man. Good job." Like, he just get in, get it. out. Yeah, yeah he it. just he just does he just doesn't like it. He just doesn't he doesn't like all the. He also just doesn't like the types of questions. I imagine uh, he he was basically saying between game one and game two, I just can't wait to start playing basketball because all this is he's like of, all this is noise. All yeah, this is nonsense. And it's, yeah, <laughs> and it's not good. Not good noise. So, uh, and so. this is honestly to circle back to something you said earlier. Like, this is why he'll never be. He's never going to be. The face of the league, like that that mega mega superstar. This yep. is a part of the game. It's I mean, that's like debate. very similar to Duncan. Not that he won't be considered one of the greatest of all time, just like Tim Duncan. But there are little there are levels to this, and I think the final level is that you want to have to do all that and be in every commercial and do every presser and make waves with headlines. You know, right? Yeah, not every presser, but you have to do more of the media. You do. You do. I, I agree. It's not that he English isn't his first language. I don't buy that at all. Jens Tetekumpo could be the face of the league if if he continues to win. But we're sort of at this place here where there's an opportunity for someone to yes slide with, in with there. With LeBron, obviously, yeah, and Curry at this point. Down. I mean, yeah. I would say Curry is, is yep. would still be the face of the league if if and when LeBron retires. But there's yeah, there's a slot here. But Jokic doesn't seem to want it. All like Curry. Does media? He plays the game. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do is play the game if you want it. But he doesn't want it, no, like Tim no. Duncan. If he continues to win, like, is he going to be forced as the face of the league? Like, will we have no choice? Will will fans have no choice? Will he be the face of the league if the Nuggets win? Three Tim Duncan three won a whole lot, and we didn't really ever make him the yeah he'd have, face of the league. He'd have to win more, I'd say, like in a shorter period yeah. of time here. Um, That'd be but, like a dynasty. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it's an interesting conversation. But he yeah. hates it. But he hates it. But he's like he's extremely funny, like yeah. like Duncan. Yeah, you know he's got the dry sense of humor. And uh, speaking of humor, Ken Jong. Oh yeah. Uh, as you guys talked about talk a him? lot. No, I didn't. I didn't. I got really close, not to talking to him, but like really close to him. I think we have that that clip, JD, because I was just standing there watching. Oh yeah, him, you're very close. Uh, watching him do selfies with everybody, and it's like if you're watching now, he is he's just acting a fool. I just didn't know what he's doing. He's just uh, opening his mouth. He's being really nice. He's like, thank you, thank you. I will do anything you want. I'll yeah. do anything you want. What do you want me to do in your selfie? Um, so he's So he wasn't there funny. for game two, though. What up with that? Right. We talked about it here. We were Maybe like, it... how couldn't the Nuggets have him there? You win game one. Don't don't mess with anything. 
Bring him back. He had a surgery. He had a, to attend. <laughs> he's not a surgeon, but he is a he's an MD. <laughs> he is an MD. <laughs> anyway, uh, maybe he's not. Maybe he is a surgeon. I don't know what type of doctor he is. I didn't I don't look know into if he's it. still practicing. Probably not. Uh, uh, Ken, Ken Jock, just just being there, like for hours after the game, at least an hour. Really? I'm guessing. I'm guessing he was chatting with everybody. Oh man! And that's why I was surprised he didn't come back uh, for game two because he was loving it. Yeah, it seemed like it. Yeah. Well, he paid for his own ticket. Oh, He's going to stay. I'm staying for an hour after. I'm getting there an hour early. I'm staying. How much did he spend on that? Like well, we, we 10? Did 10K or 10K? something for courtside seats. Was he sitting courtside? I think it was. Maybe he just couldn't oh, afford a second front row. ticket. It's possible. I said that. But the Nuggets should have ponied up and given him one. I, I agree. Yeah. So the reports were that he bought a ticket? That's what the reports were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, From Ticketmaster. Not have, even StubHub. People like, were upset fees, we've been talking about him, and we haven't said... Uh, the Kenver Nuggets right. for Ken Jung. So there you go to that one person on Twitter <laughs> who was upset we didn't say that. And fair enough. I can't fair believe enough. we did it. Yeah. That was a good one. The Kenver Report. Uh, anything else? It's a good little breakdown. Uh, last thing. The big hats. The oversized hats. Yeah, yeah. The noggin, I, the I, noggin bosses. They are light and comfortable. <laughs> I, I loved this. This happened during uh, game one on playback. Tass jumping on. Got a guy to give him his big hat. Asked him if he could put it on. Obviously did. I just love this photo so much because there's a photo of me just wearing a normal hat that I look exactly like this. <laughs> and uh, you look like a small child when you throw that on. It's But you liked it. Yeah, it's it's hard to get that perspective of how big the hat is. I guess without – that's why I tried to film the person sitting beside him, <laughs> the hat wear with a regular hat wear because – yeah. Well, so, it helps when you put it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it helps when you put it on and you do different angles. And But, it's yeah, it's ridiculously wide. Was it light? Yeah, it's light. Yeah. It's very yeah. light. I don't know how they did it. Did but... you buy anything in Denver? In the uh, Nuggets shop? Anything no, there was, a, there was a lineup, um, so I wasn't going to wait. Although our man Jerome jumped in there like during gameplay, and he said, I need to buy something. Uh, he loves to buy something from a, from, a, from a game. He does. Yeah. He does. When, we were, wa- do. when we were walking in, uh, he saw the lineup. He's like, oh, like I thought it was lineup for a concession or something. Um, but he's like, yeah, I might jump in on this. I'm like, what? What do you mean? You're gonna jump in a lineup? We gotta do stuff. Uh, but but he's like, oh no, I'll go later when there's less of a lineup. Um, and yeah, he did. He took advantage of the situation. He got he got the old uh, the old the that old logo. Yeah, with the the bearded the, the gold digger. Yeah, right, with the axe and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes, that's yes. a cool logo. It's, like yeah. the ABA Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long sleeve tee with that okay, huge great. logo on it. Nice, nice purchase. And he saw that the large hats were in there. I think. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure he said that. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks <laughs> yeah. for the noggin boss? <laughs> Holy moly! That's that's steep. Yep. There's <laughs> right? a, there's a lot of hats out there, and as I told you, I told you on playback, they had senior citizens, a bunch a bunch of ladies. Yeah. As, dan- a, as a dance pack, yeah, yeah. as a dance pack, all wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> rumor Did they has tip it, them at a, some point or anything? Rumor has it that they had to purchase them. They each had to shell out a hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, maybe they get a, a seniors discount in the store. Though. Maybe it was like sixty bucks for them. That was real. That was that was weird. So what was weird? Seeing an old person in a noggin box? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I did want to know just quickly about the uh, mountain biking. Oh right. Because you're not you're not a mountain biker. No, had you even, no. ever even done it? I no, don't, no. Yeah. I hadn't. I hadn't ridden a bike in like a, a, an adult bike in a long time. <laughs> Did you put training wheels on your mountain bike going up there? It, it, just just getting the hang of switching gears, mm. dropping your seat. Bikes have evolved. Yeah, it was that was cool. Was it fun though? Yeah. Well, so fun. My ass is still sore. Oh. Literally bruises deep. Deep bruises in the crevices of my of my butt. It hurt. It hurt. I was I wasn't good going down because that's when you're supposed to get off the bike, or get off the seat and ride it right. a little bit. Hunch. But scary. Drop the suspension. Yeah, I yeah, had to yeah. slow down. Like my legs are all cut up because I was getting off, take putting my yeah. foot. Like my the pedals kept cutting me because yeah, I just wasn't ready to ride the rocks. I mean, it's rocks. <laughs> They're all rocks. Uh, the, the bike was incredible, but cool. I, I didn't have an incredible... Yeah, Steve was great, uh, nice. but I didn't have uh, wide grip handles. I couldn't get the good, the great handling. Like, you, you just... I couldn't feel the handling yeah, yeah, with, yeah. The, with the really wide grip handles, but it was it was awesome. It was super so fun. So if you did mountain biking in Denver, 
Trey, we got to get him on a Sea-Doo, I would say. Yeah. Right? Would that be the equivalent in Miami? In Miami? I guess, or paddleboarding. Yeah. I need a little more speed. I know, but Tass had to crank his himself up a mountain. That's true. That's true. A Sea-Doo is Took a lot forever. easier, maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, but he could. Trey could get hurt. Yeah, yeah. Man. You we want the possibility of him getting a little oh, hurt. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, him on a speedo out there for sure. Yeah, if Ray he's Shaw, wearing the Kenny speedo. Kenny Power style. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. There I'm you fine, go, I'm Trey. That. For joining us here. Because you have to actually, if you're doing like waves, you got to stand up on that thing too. That's right. So you could bruise your ass pretty badly, <laughs> especially in a speedo. That's what we're going for. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, when Trey comes back, we will be checking out and comparing bruised asses from these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, game three, playback. Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Don't you worry. We'll be here tomorrow from the Classic Factory. But this is tomorrow night, Game 3. Join us live at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Thanks to everybody who's been swinging by, doing some fun numbers for these games, uh, Games 1 and 2. So let's keep it going, the good times for Game 3. And uh, speaking of playback, this just was released yesterday. It's on the iOS App Store. The playback app, baby. I guess there was sort of a beta version that only some people had. It's now accessible to all. We are featured there in the App Store. I'm dropping a fire take. Trey Kirby just saying something brutal. that People are putting the uh, ice-cold snowflake up on them. Um, but, yeah, go check that out. Playback is now available in the iOS App Store. I like how they boosted our numbers there. It shows you how many people are watching. But what did it say? 630. I don't know if that... Oh, well, we did yeah. um, the Raptors-Bulls game. We so did maybe they're big, not lying. It was around that. Yeah, it was around yes, that. Yes. I actually used it for games one and games two. I used the app. I wanted to see. I heard this rumor forever. The beta version yeah. was out. I just I just randomly checked before game one, and it was there for me. I oh, didn't use sweet. the beta app, so I, I was using it the entire time. It was great. It worked extremely well. You guys could hear me the entire time. It was, I couldn't believe how well it worked. Yeah. I was like, uh, you jumped on. I was like, oh, this is going to be brutal. You're not going to be able to hear us. It's going to be choppy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Even with stadium conversation. stadium Wi-Fi. Ballerina, we can make that a little better. Oh, there, there was oh. a little little hitchy, uh, but it was a blast. Secondary screen experience. Join us. Was It was really fun. Join us, guys, uh, and go get that app, obviously, in the iOS App Store. Got to take one more break. When we come back, Tessie's got Tweet of the Night. Don't go anywhere. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, let's start wrapping up this pod with some Tweet of the Night fun. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet uh. Are you ready to name some guys? Mm-hmm. Why, I, why I like this tweet, it just felt like the NBA offseason is here. <laughs> We're you know, close. Yeah, it, it felt like it was already here, you know, June, July. People just start tweeting stuff. When there's no NBA basketball, we just we, there's just a lot of conversation about NBA adjacent type stuff. Yeah, like this one. Name a random twenty point per game score in the league that nobody talks about anymore. The thread was great. <laughs> oh, I bet. Just name some guys, but you have to get to twenty points. Right. Not nineteen point nine. Ooh, oh man, I have to check my one answer. I wanted to say then. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll throw you throw some. Go have have a check. Well. Did Mike James ever do it? Yes, he yeah, did. Yeah, Mike James. With the Toronto With the Raps, Raptors. Yeah. I didn't I know s- if he got to 20 or if it was I like assume that was his only year. 20.3, and it was in 79 games in 05-06 when we were there. Yeah, he had, <laughs> watching. The, he had the ball in his hands a lot. Yes. Mikey. Some great ones thrown out there. Kevin Martin was named a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. Great one. It was a bucket. 
Ricky Davis, he did it way back. Tyreek Evans in his first season. The only time he did it was his first season. Wow. He, he was uh, rookie, of rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, some way back playbacks now. Ron Harper, Eddie Jones, Latrell Sprewell. Oh, Latrell Sprewell. He was all NBA. He was all star. Like, probably averaged like 25, didn't he? Let me check. Keep going. Big Al. Um, Al Jefferson. He was an Al. Big Al. He uh, made all NBA. Mighty Mouse, Mighty Mouse, Damon Stoudemire. Hell yeah, one of my faves. Sprewell averaged twenty four points per game in the ninety six ninety seven with the Warriors. Yeah, and that 0-4 team that he was a part of with KG and Sam Cassell, and then went to the conference finals uh, and lost to the the Lakers. That could have been a damn good team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's more fun to talk about the guys that just just mm-hmm. squeak got to twenty. Like somebody wrote Josh Howard. Only nineteen point nine. Not a, not allowed. Not allowed in this stupid Twitter conversation. <laughs> uh, hold on a sec. I just saw this name and I got to double check because this one is. What do you got? D- did did Ronald Flip Murray get to twenty? No. No. He had lies. a stretch. He had a stretch. He had like a three week stretch where he won or lost people fantasy basketball leagues. That's what happened with Flip Murray because I was playing in those days. I do like the Larry Hughes. Inclusion. That's a good one. Larry Hughes got to twenty per game. He got yeah, did it one year. Wow. I would never have guessed that. Just before he went to go play with LeBron. That's a good one. Played so with played Le- against LeBron. With the Wizards? Yeah, he maybe maybe they were a bullet wow. then. Oh four, oh five. Um but yeah, that was uh it was great. Great stuff. Just lots lots of fun going back. That's about it. I like um, it. Ben I like Gordon. it if you just say someone that did twenty points per game once. Yeah. That's well, like a key part. Like the a... guys we're naming for the most part. Well, Ke- yeah. no, Martin probably had way more. Than yeah, Martin did. Yeah. Uh, Dana Barros, another great one. Yeah, good one. 94-95, his all-star year. 20.6 points per game. His next highest, can you guess this? This is this, this is a great one. <sighs> See, what's because the Because it's so rare. His next highest points per game total, besides his 20.6 year, where he made the all-star game. This is crazy. So it's like super it's low. low. Yeah, twelve. Like yeah, know. close. Thirteen points. Wow, that's a pretty big difference for a guy who played you know a decent amount. Um, so yeah, that's it. Ben Gordon, of course. Benny, some great Send ones. Corey Maggette. Do do this tweet in thirty years from now, and you're going to yeah. be picking a lot of guys from this season, probably. That's why you had to do it now. We had forty three guys. Forty three guys average over twenty points per game. It's insane. Feels insane, but twenty is not a lot anymore. But Terry yeah, Rozier, Terry Rozier will be a good one mm-hmm. in the future. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, sure, might be a weird one. Yeah, a lot of these other names, they'll do it a couple times or have already done a couple times. Maybe uh, Jordan Clarkson, twenty point eight points per game. Simons, he'll go on to average. 20 plus for probably yeah. 10 straight years now. What the three point shot? We yep, got yep. That's... David Lee. He did it twice, actually. David Lee. Wow. Yeah. He was uh, maybe one time All Star. Two times, make... surprisingly. Two-time? There you go. Fun tweet. Name some guys. Name some, name some guys. guys that scored for at least one season. More than you would have thought, at least. Some great names out there. Fun tweet of the night. Fun podcast. Hopefully a classic. You tell us. Like the video if you're joining us live or watching later. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Especially so you can see all of TK and Jerome's YouTube shorts that'll be coming over the next couple days with them in Miami for the finals. Follow us across all the social media channels. We're talking the TikToks and the Twitters and the Instagrams. And uh, if you're a podcast listener, leave us a five-star rating and review. We will be back tomorrow. Probably do a little Game 3 Finals preview. Talk whatever else is happening in the NBA world. Yes. Uh, Probably so more if, more basketball. Yeah, talk. maybe. Well, look, hey, let's uh, invite the questions right now to uh, pour in. Maybe we'll hit the beach tomorrow. So uh, send in your questions. Best way is through Twitter at NoDunksInc. That's I-N-C on the end. Or you can email them, NoDunks at TheAthletic.com. If you've got cues about the finals, about the offseason, about the show, whatever, send them in. But we'll be here at 10 a.m. Eastern. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, oh, this last name I'm going to say is a 20-point-per-game score. It's a little painful for Raptors fans. Andrea Bargnani. Yeah. Oof. That's he was all. a bucket. He was. People forget about Andrea Bargnani. <laughs> He's ahead of his time. Uh, embrace the day, people. Mm-hmm.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.